Hi, this is Dr. Stephen Bracci. Welcome back to Ageless Rage, where we talk about everything and anything that's related to health-related topics, specifically longevity. And, and my most passionate thing is health expectancy, how long we can live in a healthy state. Basically, the topics that are most important to me today is this idea of inflammation. What causes inflammation? How does it affect our body? What diseases is it related to? And how do we treat inflammation? And how do we curb inflammation? Well, first of all, I think that the biggest thing that American consumers don't understand is that this idea of inflammation is tied with all of our diseases, specifically our Western diseases. So the root cause to all of these things is inflammation in itself. So people think, tend to think about diseases as all separate, and he didn't have cancer, but he had heart disease, and this one had arthritis, and this one had dementia as separate things. I tend to look at these things collectively as, well, what was the root cause to all of this? And that is the lifestyle issues that contributed to inflammation. That inflammation is related to how our body responds to our health of our, of our system. So basically, the more our immune system is stressed, the more it works in overdrive, the more that overdrive of our immune system happens, the more we generate inflammation. So things that cause chronic stress to our immune system cause chronic inflammation, and it leads to a whole host of diseases, namely heart disease, cancer, dementia, strokes, arthritis, gastritis, basically every major disease we have in this country, in this world, has a root cause of inflammation. So what is the root cause of this inflammation? The main things are we know is gut health, what we feed our body, what we put, in, put into our body. Is it, is it sugar-based? Is it fat-based? Is it ultra-processed? Those cause chronic inflammation in our gut and our gut is the epicenter of our immune system because our immune system has to work to protect itself from all these foreign objects that are going into our body. If those foreign objects going into our body appear abnormal to our immune system, it goes in overdrive, generates a lot of inflammation, and we get sicker. That's why we know when people eat mainly a whole food plant-based diet, the immune system is not triggered, the immune system doesn't generate a lot of inflammation, and we are healthier because of it. That's the number one thing. And obviously, other lifestyle choices generate a lot of inflammation, inflammation such as alcohol, tobacco, marijuana, drug use, uh, having exposures to chemicals and toxins in the environment. Pollution is actually not so good for our immune system because it generates a lot of immune system response chronically and causes inflammation. So this is the main thing we have in the world and we have in, in our systems, and I think the biggest thing that our healthcare system doesn't really address is this issue that it isn't diseases, it's, it's inflammation in itself that is the disease, and that leads to all these other symptoms. I'd like to think about these other things, like heart disease and many of the cancers we have, as, as truly more symptomatic responses to this chronic inflammation, puts us at high risk. So basically, Basically, we, we know that chronic inflammation leads to a lot of diseases such as diabetes, heart diseases, arthritis, allergies, asthma, COPD, uh, arth uh, Alzheimer's, chronic kidney disease, and inflammatory bowel, bowel disease. 
How do we measure inflammation? Well, this is something I think should be done with every patient on every yearly blood test, and that's to measure their C-reactive protein and also their fibrinogen levels. These are two inexpensive tests, and in, in themselves, it may not be accurate because any given year, we may be uh, just serendipitously exposed to an infection. We may have recently had a viral infection, we may have a tooth infection, we may have had uh, a urinary tract infection, which makes our inflammation levels go up. But over time, if we measure these tests year in and year out, we can get a good picture of how healthy the body is and how risky it, things are for chronic diseases. So I think everybody should be measured, just like we have our blood pressure test every year and our weight and other blood tests, we should be measuring these uh, inflammation levels. So it's something that I think everybody should do. So basically, we know that the lifestyle choices, having this low glycemic diet, having the plant-based diet. Also, we know that the other mediator of inflammation is exercise. The two main things are cardiovascular exercises and, of course, muscle strength exercises. The more we stress our body in terms of the muscles and our heart system, the more our body becomes more efficient and it becomes healthier, and then our immune system is actually stronger. So we know that people that exercise, when we exercise, right afterwards we have high inflammation levels because our body's been stressed. But what happens is the fit people, who, the people who do exercise on a repetitive basis, those are the ones that clear that inflammation quickly. The people who are not fit and they exercise, they have they maintain that exercise, that, that inflammation for a long time. So basically, our, think of our immune system as, as, as a regulator of all the good health in our body and a regulator of inflammation. And when our, immune, when our body is more efficient, our immune system is more efficient and we have lower, uh, lower inflammation levels. So we talked about the microorganisms in our gut. We talked about exercise. Specifically, now we're finding out that intensity exercise is actually equally as important as just moderate intensity. So doing things with short durations of high intensity are actually beneficial because they stress our, our body and make our body healthier, make our, um, our vascular system healthier, and make our immune system healthier, and which reduces inflammation. Um, Interesting enough, we're finding out a lot of these new medicines that are used for uh, diabetes are actually anti-inflammatory in, in nature. Metformin has been a medicine that's been used for a long time for diabetes, and we're finding out even when people don't have diabetes and they take metformin, they have lower inflammation levels and potentially have uh, a better health expectancy and a better life expectancy. Um, interesting with studies ongoing now, there's a lot of suggestions that these new weight loss drugs, the Ozempex and the Wagovis, these weight loss drugs that are very popular now, these are anti-inflammatory. So there's some encouraging information coming out from those. And that when, when the conclusions come in, I'm sure we're going to find that they're anti-inflammatory in properties. Not only do they make people lose weight, but they reduce inflammation and make people healthier. So basically, overall, we need to consume more of the anti-inflammatory foods, such as um, fish and nuts and plants and vegetables and seeds. Those are anti-inflammatory, anti and of course, the inflammatory foods, on the other hand, are ultra-processed foods, the sugars, the, um, the alcohols are all, and, and red meats are, <clears throat> and processed meats especially are all pro-inflammatory. So it's having a balance between those two and hopefully having uh, almost exclusively the, the anti-inflammatory type foods. 
And last but not least, we should be mindful of the drugs and medicines we take. We know that um, uh, NSAIDs were non-steroidals like the ty Tylenols and the aspirins and the um, uh, Advils and such. Those pain medicines can be on short term be anti-inflammatory, but when we know that when people take those on a chronic long-term basis, it turns the switch on and the immune system starts to becoming uh, overly activated and those in, in itself can generate inflammation. So we should be mindful of how drugs work, and not only in the short term, but how they work in the long term. So overall, the key thing that I want to stress is that if you want to stay healthy, you got to have low inflammation levels. This makes our skin look better, our heart work better, our brains better, we have less dementia, less cancer, overall better mobility, and uh, a better outlook on life. So it, basically, we know the lifestyle choices that lead to this inflammation, and I want to just encourage people to think about all of these chronic diseases that we have, not as diseases in themselves, but having this root cause and relationship to, to inflammation. Thank you for listening to Ageless Rage. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And be certain to follow us on Instagram at Aegis Rage Podcast.